in the Wardlaw Museum, on loan from the National Museum of Scotland, there stands a carved oak statue of a man bearing a diagonal cross. The wood is elegantly worked with curves hollowed out to form delicate drapes of cloth, and the piece has been oriented so the grain suggests the wrinkles on his tired, downcast face. This man is St Andrew, carrying the cross he died on. The cult of St Andrew has meant many different things to different people over the years. Over time and place, it has been a driver of economic development, a bestower of power and a promoter of community spirit and brotherhood. The cult's role as a driver of economic development can be seen here in St Andrews. During the medieval period, pilgrims flocked here to see St Andrew's relics. They came from across Europe, meaning they were travelling long distances and required convenient transportation, leading to bridges and ferry services so that they could cross the Firth of Forth. The travelling took a long time, which resulted in inns which provided food and shelter for weary pilgrims heading to and returning from St Andrews. And once in the town itself, the pilgrims wanted tokens such as pilgrim badges as proof that they'd made a pilgrimage and to absorb some of the relic's healing powers to take home with them. This encouraged a bustling market with skilled craftsmen that could produce those badges, as well as anything else a pilgrim could need on pilgrimage. And towards the later part of the medieval period, the cult brought in economic development via an influx of students who came to study theology and law before taking up positions in the church. The university also allowed the cult of St Andrew to play the role of the bestower of power. Medieval towns and cities in Europe founded institutes of higher education to display their wealth and importance, which helped to legitimise their country's right to self-governance. How could a nation be trusted to rule itself if it couldn't educate its own people? The use of St Andrew as a symbol of national pride might be most familiar from expressions of Scottish identity. After all, he is Scotland's patron saint and his cross is emblazoned across the Scottish flag. This is especially true when the proclamation of Scottish identity is an act of defiance against those who seek to quell it. For example, the famous Scottish rebel William Wallace's battle cry was St Andrew Motta Speed, meaning may St Andrew support us. This was true outside Scottish borders as well. As globalisation happened, Scots took their culture and their cult with them, establishing societies in the name of St Andrew wherever they went. These organisations were often charities that helped the needy, A notable example is the St Andrews Society of the State of New York, which was founded by Scottish immigrants to the USA in 1729, making it the oldest charity in New York. So how did the cult of St Andrew come to be? Well, it came to the east of Scotland from Europe in the 9th century. It was distinct from the early Celtic church because that came from Iceland and the traditions of different groups of people who had lived in Scotland in earlier centuries. And it wasn't long before this cult became really well established and then people went on these pilgrimages. Pilgrims believed that the relics of St Andrew had been brought there by St Rule. St Columba had 
been previously known as the sort of patron and protector of Scotland, but by the early 14th century, St Andrew had taken over. His symbol, the saltire, was adopted as the national emblem at this time, and it was carried up the field of Bannockburn in 1314. Although St Andrew is synonymous with Scotland, he's also the patron saint of Greece, Barbados and Ukraine, as well as being our namesake at the museums of the University of St Andrews. <laughs>